Welcome to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who have noticed or are curious about the generational patterns we want to break so that we and our lineages can live a life of freedom, abundance, and belonging. I'm your host, Ash Johns. As a spiritualist, coach, and strategist, I recognize the power and freedom in calling in higher ancestors for healing. We all have generational superpowers within us. It's my hope that you connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally follows as a result, and receive the support you most need and deserve to live your destiny and leave a greater legacy behind. Now, if you've been desiring forward movement and growth, both personally and culturally, and know that we can't exactly move forward without going back, you've definitely found yourself in the right podcast and in divine timing. Here's your invitation into the world of ancestral healing and honoring the lineages of the past for a much brighter future. Welcome and enjoy, it's still happening. The thing about ancestral healing is, or really the thing about healing is we have to stop contradicting ourselves. And I know that's coming in hot and strong y'all, but I think you're here for it, right? In this episode, I want to help your brain relax a little bit around this idea of healing and specifically within the context of ancestral healing, because as soon as we start thinking about ancestors and spirituality and breaking generational change and being the change, our brains start to explode. We're overwhelmed. We feel pressure. We start to question ourselves. We actually experience quite a bit of grief being like, oh my God, I've been carrying this or I've been this way for so long and how could this ever change or you know just sadness about what our families and have endured over the years and over the generations and that's really not what this is about in my opinion i know that there is something um, chemically released in our bodies when we experience grief or sadness or pain but essentially bringing up all of those emotional pain energies in our energy field and in our bodies and that sometimes is an indication that healing is happening in the minds of certain people But in the work that I do relative to ancestral healing, it's not about getting into the stories and the narratives and feeling the pain body and connecting and understanding and crying for the ancestors and doing all that hooping and hollering, to be honest with you. And that's no disrespect. And I'm not saying that you are not going to experience emotions, like not saying that at all, because we are human and, and our experiences, both lived, past, present, and even future will bring up energy and motion, right? So it's not that. I notice that I end up guiding a lot of my clients back to the task at hand, which is the connection, the alchemization of the energy and the traumas, the elevation of the ancestors and the whole lineage, and then the embodiment of that once the ancestors are ancestralized. And um, sometimes they're like, oh, I thought that I was here to understand what happened to us. And I'm like, well, that's going to happen, but that's not the focal point. When it comes to ancestral healing, understanding is not the only focal point. You can do that in therapy. You can gain a lot of awareness. You can do other modalities. But my interest in this modality and the way that I work is about the healing, meaning the transformation, the release, the shift that occurs, not just in your life, but in the whole lineage. So let's get into this because we have to stop contradicting ourselves. And if you didn't realize the contradiction I just explained, I'm gonna break it down, I'm gonna break it down, I'm gonna break it down for you right now. And that is we say we want the healing, but we keep going into the pain. 
And that is not to say that we are, there's no relationship between going into the pain in order to get to the healing. That's true. But what I notice is that we get into the pain, we stay in the pain, we identify with the pain, we take the pain in as our own, and now it's a whole entity that you are attached to. And that's not healing. That is understanding and sitting in the Petri dish. We want to get in the Petri dish, shift that shit around, and let's get it popping, Yeah. I know that trauma, trauma-informed, healing, ancestors, all of these things are buzzwords right now. And that's something that I both love and loathe because it seems to make what is a very serious and also unique personal process, seemingly unique. To be honest with you, we all have the same wounds. We all have the same core ancestral traumas. They just play out culturally, racially, socioeconomically, and the power dynamics and in our own family narratives differently. So the symptoms look different, but the wounds are the same. And I'm going to dedicate a whole episode on the most common wounds that we all have, right? And how they show up in our lives. But for right now and where we are in this particular journey in season two, I just want to talk about the perceived uniqueness of this process of healing and when these words are so buzzing and everyone's talking about ancestors and everyone's lighting a candle and doing all these things it kind of has an energy of commoditization and making it so consumable that we end up going into a space of knowing about ancestors and veneration and healing and ancestral connection more than we are living it or diving deeper into it and reclaiming things that actually are unique to our lineages, our culture, and our family as it relates to ancestral practices. So, I mean, technically me having a podcast and doing this work as as part of the commodification of this and like making it accessible. So I guess even in that I'm contradicting. So I'm totally on theme for this episode, right? But there is, I guess the whole point here is to call us into deeper exploration, not just to take in the information and be like, okay, thanks, bye, I now know something, so I am doing it. But it's like, I'm taking in this information and what can I do with it that's going to unlock unique things in my family and personal lineage healing and the narratives to come back to the core collective healing that we all are undergoing, whether we consciously are aware of it or not. In the past few years, the discussion around ancestral healing has blown up in a sense. This makes my spiritualist and healer heart so very happy because I know that when more people are open to connecting with their ancestors to heal the wounds we're carrying, the more capacity we have to be the change in the world. Hey y'all, I'm Ash Johns, and my experience has shown me that connecting with our well and elevated ancestors can break generational curses and open our ability to accept support and resourcing in our current life. And who doesn't need more support and more resource? I've worked with several individuals one-on-one in this way and realized that if I made space for a greater mass of energy, we could make bigger ways for more people to create a ripple effect of healing. That's what the month-to-month membership of Healing is Happening is all about. Twice a month, individuals just like you, looking to make a deeper connection with past relatives, develop relationships with their ancestors, and move forward without the baggage that's been weighing them down, meet in a private community for facilitation, guidance, and support in their journeys. If you've been looking for a safe space for culturally sensitive topics that always arise when we're doing our healing, if you've had the desire to heal your whole lineage rather than a single soul at a time, 
If you've been aching for a trusted guide who not only walks with integrity, but lives the work themselves, here I am and you're not alone in this. You have your ancestors' support and you definitely have my encouragement. Healing is happening and we'd love for you to experience it in the now and in your life. To join the Healing is Happening membership community, visit healingishappeningforme.com. I can't wait to see you inside. So I want to talk about healing and what that means. This is a question I always get a DM whenever I do a lot of like stories or um, webinars or like workshops. People who are new to me will be like, well, what does healing even mean? You mean we're going to eradicate something completely? And yes, that is the aspiration. Like the aspiration is that these things eventually no longer even exist in our human experience. And that might be too big for some people's minds, but it is the energy and the call to serve and the vision in which I hold with my people. In the day-to-day expression, healing means and looks like something that once hurt, triggered, broke you open, like really had you in your wobble, no longer does. Where when situations occur, you can see the various layers that are in play at the time and what's really happening and respond completely differently to it. And that's completely different than reframing and like mindset work because the energetic charge underneath the situation that used to trigger you is no longer there. So for example, if someone came up and called me a bitch and and there's like these situations that's occurring or whatever's going down, like when you've really reconciled and done healing around the world word bitch as a female or female identifying person or woman identifying person, um, you won't react to it. You're like, that's all you got? Like, so? <laughs> Can we come back to the situation that still needs being uh, handled right now? Because I still want what I want and I don't think that this was right and I don't think that this should continue. So let's get back to the topic at hand because you calling me out of my name isn't really gonna do anything for me because I know who I am and there's no energetic charge around that. So that's a very simple example of what I mean as it relates to healing. I personally have been in situations that would have made me lose myself completely, like in tears, like questioning my whole reason for being on this earth that when it's presented itself now, I'm like, oh, okay, next, (laughs) like, let's keep it moving. And when we think about that within the context of what's happening culturally around power dynamics and resources and money, surviving, friendships, trust, um, social justice, policies, like we need that type of, I don't even call this resilience. I really say it is healing in order to show up with greater capacity and focus of the transformations we can then have in the world because we've done it internally and with our lineages. That kind of work is core work. It is core work with the ancestors, it's core work with ourselves that is shifting the energetics of how we show up in the world. That is completely different than having a reframe in your mind and just thinking differently. Because guess what? Thinking differently, which is the world of coaching, and we love that, helps you take immediate action, but it does not change completely at core level, energetic level, your beliefs. It doesn't. It helps you take care of it in the moment and keep feeding a new story to your mind so that you can function, right? If you ever go to actual certified, board certified coach training programs and become a master coach, this is the difference between coaching therapy and healing work, true spiritual healing work, 
right? Because they all have a healing component to them, but true energetic spiritual healing is that coaching to make sure you're not moving into the therapy world. It is about um, what's the goal and what are the SMART steps, which is an acronym that you will be doing, I will be guiding you through to help you identify the ways in which you think and your actions sabotage what you say that you want and move you along a measurable path to achieve what you want. That is coaching, right? And so there is some behavior change modeling and psychology built into that, obviously, but all it is is about reframing your mind so that you can take action. Where therapy is this process of going through and understanding your thoughts and where they came from early childhood from your family members to help you alleviate symptoms of trauma so that you can live a healthy and balanced life, right? It's for your well-being is what therapy is for. And there's so many different modalities of psychotherapy and therapies, um, mental therapies to support you. But what I'm talking about here is ancestral healing and my experience and my belief and in my practice kind of touches on all of that. It is spiritual, it's mental, it's emotional, right? It gets into your behavior change. It is energetics. It's the full kit and caboodle um, of what these other respective areas do into one modality. And it's interesting because a lot of the folks who are trained, a lot of the folks who are trained in the ways that I work are psychotherapists. They have PhDs, they are school psychologists, and they're like, I, as a practicing licensed professional in this modality, I see the limitations in it, which brings me back into spirit, which brings me back into the dead, the ancestors, because they are holding these energies and these beliefs that are playing out in our energy bodies and our minds. So it's very affirming and validating when uh, many a times I've thought about, and I still fantasize about, going back and getting my master's degree in psychology and becoming a clinical psychologist, just for the knowledge and information of it, not that I'll be working in an agency or taking one-to-one clients, but for the application of that wisdom or that information in what I currently do. Um, But it's so validating to know that the people who are to my left and my right and walking with me in this ancestral work are all licensed like people within these fields that we tend to give all of the power to, right? Evidence-based work is what this world um, mostly honors and they kind of roll their eyes a little bit to the spiritual aspects, but we know there's a limitation of the two. So if you can find a way to put spiritual practice with psychotherapy or psychology, you can then embody it through physical actions in your body and you know you can break down embodiment many different ways also but at the end of the day it kind of comes down to that old phrase of mind body spirit and there's some people who fixate on body there's some people who fixate on mind there's some some people who fixate on spirit and i like to go across all three so again not to share that these other modalities cannot have a component of healing in them because they absolutely do or they help you experience healing Um, but at this point we do need all hands on deck if we're going to stop these contradictions and what do i mean about contradictions right let's get into into that to me these contradictions are saying that we want to change our lives but then we are afraid of change i see it all the time 
And I know that it's because of our mental programming and our inherited ways of surviving that we tend to not want to step into healing modalities or containers, much less ancestral healing until we absolutely have to. So we're constantly saying we want things to shift. We want love in our life. We want to feel more confident. We want to make more money. We want to have more impact. We want to have relationships that um, reflect our core values and show up for us as we show up for other people. And yet all of the behaviors that we would have to take to step into that, we freeze on, or we think that it's not possible, or we say we don't know how to do it. And so we will not take any action. We won't move in that direction. We won't open our hearts and our energies to receive what we say we want in our lives. And that is an example of ancestral trauma and also personal trauma. So I've kind of hit on this in earlier episodes as it relates to the balance of what's our responsibility um, as individuals and as the person initiating the healing, and then what is the ancestor's responsibility to clean up their stuff on the other end, on the other side, in the other realm, and how those two things come together to then birth new energy or allow new energy reclamation and behaviors to occur in this real physical world. And so if we don't do the both, we end up procrastinating, talking ourselves out of it, saying we're fine, this is normal, this is how humans are, we settle, we get comfortable being uncomfortable until the universe and or our actions catch up to us and we are forced to step into change. And so I'm always urging people that's like, if you feel a call to ancestral healing, ancestral veneration, ancestral connection, because you have done so many other things and still it's happening and still you're finding yourself doubting. And again, people will say, well, that's just humans. Yes, that's how humans have been conditioned based on our traumas to do those things. We can heal and evolve humanity, just like some philosophies say that we all were monkeys and walking on our hands and feet. We now stand upright, right? We can see how the brains are starting to change scientifically. They're following our changes relative to our social media and digital consumption. We are changing people. So these human behaviors on fight, flight, how our nervous system work can be deprogrammed but we cannot do it just as an individual on our own. We have to do it as a collective and the ancestors are part of the collective. So I'm always urging people that's like step into ancestral healing if you feel the call for it. If you've done all these things, you tried all these things and still you are experiencing some of the same things, still carry the same fears even though you've overcome or you have achieved or you have attained different things, then baby, we gotta go deeper. We got to go deeper and we got to take it to the ancestors and stop waiting, stop procrastinating and doing the work. And I really don't care who you do it with. I'm the messenger. Okay. I also do the work, but for myself and with others, but even if you do not work with me, find your person who can facilitate and teach you these things or open up the portals of communication and connection down the lineage, not just one ancestor so that you can get into the work and start to live it for yourself and it becomes a lifestyle and a practice that is very easeful, to be honest with you. So coming back to this whole contradicting um, and contradiction theme we have for this episode, it starts to show up like this. At the end of the day, I notice that a lot of us are saying we want change and transformation in our lives or that we want to achieve a certain thing. Because sometimes we don't say, oh, I want to transform my life. I actually said that when I was like 27. I was like, you know what? I'm ready for great transformation. I'm either going to settle for the way that my life is or it is time for me to step in. And that was totally aligned with the timing of my Saturn return. You know, that starts to happen somewhere around 24, 25, all the way to maybe 30. 
So I, I literally use those words. I said, spirit, my higher self, I don't care what it is. I want to be in my calling. I'm ready to transform my life. If that means it takes me to the other side of the world, I'm down for it. And sure as fuck, it took me to the other side of the world. So we say we want um, something to come into fruition in our lives that would create that would create a better quality of life or more love or joy or belonging or abundance. But yet again, we are not willing to be proactive towards it. And you can take that from a perspective of proactive in our well-being. Are you working out? Are you drinking water? Are you saying good things, thinking good things? And proactive into coaching. What are the steps that, that will align for me to achieve those things in my life? But I'm also talking about the internal work of your ancestors, your spirituality, your soul's well-being, and the energy in which you're walking with. Because you can attain all the things that you want. It does not mean that your soul and your spirit and your energies are well. And those reoccurring family patterns that are showing up in your life are going to stop. So we want to, what we're really saying is that we want to stop suffering or we want to stop the lack that we have in our lives. We want our lives to change, but we to be more comfortable but we're not willing to get messy in the process of becoming more beautiful or more whole or more free. And that's where we get hung up. We're literally contradicting and sitting in this energy that is opposite of what we say we want, which honestly is an indication that ancestral healing is needed. Because once upon a time, we had ancestors who were like, this is what needs to happen. And we go towards that. There weren't all these options. There weren't all these what ifs. It was just we must sleep by the water if we want to wake up in the morning or we must go out and slay this lion or get this food or do the hunting and the gathering otherwise we will not like that's it there were not all these like i do but i don't i think that's my first time ever doing a sound effect on the podcast i hope you enjoyed that but this is why our infatuation with obtaining material things and being seen in a certain way is so high because we think that if we have the material things or if life looks a certain way, then we're going to feel differently or that the family patterns will change. And it's just not true. If you want your family patterns to change in your life, you're going to have to do the inner healing. Yes, you can attain the material things and life can be more comfortable or you can hire more people to help you, but you're still going to have to do the work internally and of course if you want it to be collective big legacy work with the ancestors directly so if you didn't get it out and put the final nail in the coffin here what i know is that having a better quality of life externally doesn't mean that your insides your soul your spirit your family lineage energies are well and of course obviously i'm not just talking about the insides of your gut i'm talking about the insides of your family constellation if you will because some people do constellation work which is synonymous to me based on my experiences as ancestral healing work there's some nuances to it but at the end of the day we're all connected and our lives are not only our own so to help alleviate this um, cycle of contradicting saying we want something but not being able to get free enough or trust ourselves enough or step outside of fear enough to go into it aka ancestral healing so what i love about ancestral healing and i want to share with you is that one it has help built into it and that help is your ancestors so when i see people like really struggling with contradiction they're like i want this but i can't and they're all in their minds and they're like what's the right decision and they're trying to get me as a coach to help them or they're like can you energetically spiritually fill into this and i'm like or you could connect with your ancestors because if we're healing in the ancestors they're going to give you the medicine to help you make the decision which that process is going to help you start trusting yourself to make decisions which now you can go forward and creating 
legacy. Some of our um, lack of decision-making skills are complete wounds of our masculine and feminine energy inside. Or someone made a bad decision that has been continually affecting the lineage as a whole. We are so afraid of making a decision that causes harm to other people that we just stay frozen and stagnant. Like that is ancestral wounds. And when you start to work with your ancestors, you have their support in your decision-making process along the way that will help you stand stronger and truer in yourself. So I just want to take a note that ancestral healing is not another form or modality that's going to get you outside of yourself. It's going to bring you into yourself and into yourself with your ancestors. It's a community. It's a whole nother ecosystem that is built to have a greater impact in your life and in the world. Another thing that I love about ancestral healing that helps you alleviate, heal, move beyond this contradiction stuff and whatever way it might show up in your life is that it is designed in a way where you will not become dependent on a practitioner or facilitator. You know, there's other modalities where you have to go and book a session with a medium to talk to your people because they're going to channel it or they know how to open up the portals or whatever it might be. You actually learn that the more that you sit with your people. Yes, you might start off with a practitioner or a healer such as myself. But at the end of the day, after you go through some sessions and you start to practice and you actually do it out home outside of sessions, you will know how to do this for yourself. You become independent but in a codependent, interdependent relationship with your spirits so that you're not running to other people with their energy and their spirits all the time, which is very important. I think we're in a time of coming back to self in order to have impact in the collective. Even when we look at what's happening with coronavirus, everyone is like in this polarity and fighting. Do you have the vaccine? Do you not? You can't go to this restaurant. You can't. Do you have your mask on? You're not. Pointing at everybody else because we're saying, if you don't do it, I'm not safe. But if I would do it and people see that I am doing whatever I'm doing to be proactively safe for my own health, then being proactive for my health will help and inspire you to be proactive in your health, right? At the end of the day, I mean, we can look at it from many different perspectives, but there is a balance of when is it time to be about me and when is it a time to be about we? And they are always in relationship is really the takeaway here as I start to listen a little bit more to spirit than what I wrote down in these notes. Um, in ancestral healing, as I said, you learn to trust yourself, your path, and your people. It is unique to you. There are many different healers and spiritualists and practitioners out here, but I am the one who does it this way. This is my calling. It's been my path my whole life, and I see where all the little breadcrumbs led up to this moment. So this is something to think about when you get into this work. Trusting in yourself, your path, and your people is inherent in the process. Also, it feels like magic because as the energy shifts inside of you and with your people as a ecosystem, it also shifts around you. So yes, your thoughts start to change, your actions shift, your family, your situations, um, the energies and the people that come into your life start to move. And it also gets at the core wounds where they started. So there's no need to be contradicting and questioning. It's like, this is what is needed in the lineage. I can see exactly what it is. I don't have to have a double mind. I don't have to be looking and strategizing and triple checking and what's happening in the world. This is me and this is we, and this is what we won't do next, right? So when I talk about this and healing contradictions, you can step into the work and in your life, a lot of people have these specific fears about ancestral healing, which I want to briefly chat about. And that is that they think it's going to be hard. And my answer is it's only going to be as hard as you make it. Yes, it can be challenging. 
you do notice and learn things, but it's for the healing. And the only ways that it's really hard is because we are in resistance and we are fighting and we are struggling instead of releasing, trusting, and surrendering to the process and allowing the ancestors to help us and help the lineage, right? This is whole lineage healing. The other fear is that people are inherently afraid that they won't be able to connect because again, it seems so spiritual and so woo-woo. Meanwhile, you do a guided meditation and you're like, oh, I got clarity on my life. And I'm like, this is part of your birthright to be connected spiritually to yourself and your ancestors. So it's, it's literally impossible for you to not connect. It might take more work. It might take some time. We might need to do some deep programming. You might need a little bit of support to feel safe. You might need to build up more spiritual and energetic protection so you are well held. But you can connect. Other things, people are like, I don't know who I'm connected with. You know, they're like, I really wanted to connect to my grandma. And I'm always like, you know what? It's really not about um, your grandma specifically or recent generations of ancestors who have passed over. This is about whole lineage healing. So what I'm interested here is you opening up to, if you learn how to set your protections and open up your portals and, and um, be grounded in yourself, there are ancestors further back in the lineage who are gonna come forward with wisdoms and information and blessings and birthrights that are unique to y'all that you need, right? You will ask them who they are and you will forge a relationship with them that you can trust. Next up is that a lot of people are afraid of not being able to connect because they are adopted or estranged or orphaned or they're like, man, my living family members and the ones even before them were terrible people. I don't want to do this connection. Like it's going to have even more pain and fragmentation in the family. And also that's not true either. A lot of healing, even if you are adopted, even if you are estranged or orphaned, um, can happen. You are still connected to your ancestors. They still have medicine and love for you. And some of the things that whether you know them or not, they, their issues are affecting you. So getting into this work because you are adopted or estranged or orphan is a reason to get into the work, like quite frankly. And then lastly, people again are afraid of like more trauma and more stories that they have to work through. And again, the point here is not to have more stories or learn more things or have greater understanding that happens a little bit but the point is to get to the medicine the antidote the healing that needs to happen in the lineage so you can embody it all right so really ancestral healing is about coming into a conscious relationship with what already is right you're already unconsciously connected you are already the living face of your lineages and there's no reason to have a double question on this work. If you want to be the change, if you want to have great impact, if you want to have a legacy in your life, ancestral healing is the ticket to start that work, truly. And then you get to embody it moving forward and further on. So when we aren't willing to step into the power of the, your role in your family and in your life, you're essentially saying, never mind, it's cool. I hate this, but I also love it. I don't like it, but I'm settling for it. This isn't how I want it to be, but I'm going to accept it. And that contradiction keeps us stuck all the time and forever. If we want whole families, we have to do whole lineage healing. If we want whole families, we will have to have real conversations. If we want whatever it is, like whatever it is that you want, you're going to have to do the deeper healing and the greater embodiment work in order to have it and to manifest it and to hold it, not just in this life, but in the lifetimes to come. Yes, you can gain whatever you want in this life, 
without ancestral healing, no doubt, right? There's a lot of people who have conquered, attained, worked really hard for, and they got the things, the recognition, the respect, and the power that they wanted, hands down. But for those of you who are here for collective healing, for change, for the evolution of the human experience, for social justice, to be the change, to be a leader, to bring more love and connection in this world, my question for you is, but are you healing in a way that new legacies, generations, and cultures will rise in the process of you obtaining the lifestyle and the desires that you want, right? Those of us who are change makers, this is necessary. It really is. This process of connecting with ancestors, alchemizing their energy, healing their wounds and their traumas, elevating them, and finally crossing them over fully into the ancestral realm or ancestralization, as those of us who are practitioners will say, is the way to do it. We alleviate contradiction and we step fully into our power and our expressions. So I hope this inspires you to look at the ways in which you are contradicting what you say you want in your life and in the world, and maybe explore your next steps into ancestral healing for you and your people. No matter what, it is still happening, but healing can happen. I hope you and your people are well on whatever lands you get to work, live, and thrive on. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see y'all again soon. Thank you for taking the time to listen to another episode of Healing Is Happening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to rate, review, share with someone you love, and most definitely subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Speaking of, I love connecting with others during their remembering, healing, and transformational journey. So feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Ash Inspires. Or if you'd like to connect on a deeper community level, check out my website and services at ashleyjohns.com. All the links to do so are in the show notes. Now I can't wait to hear about what's going down with your lineages, both of the past and present for your freedom and abundance. So don't be a stranger. Until next time, my friends, fans, family, and foes, I hope you continue walking your unique path of freedom with courage and compassion. May you and your people be well on the lands in which you get to work, live, and thrive on. And remember, healing is happening. <laughs>